Hey everybody, welcome to Age of Reason. Today with me is Luke. Hello. Uh, this is the last show of the year. I uh, have to use the rest of the month and next month to finish off my book that I mentioned. I think it's almost, it's getting done. So uh, you'll probably see a campaign for it. Please support it. It's a great story. It's very short too. So I don't like to bore people with like thousands of pages. Hey, we had the Bible for that. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. So a lot of people talk about North Korea, and I definitely don't have a good answer because, you know, if America strikes first, they're going to strike somebody. It's inevitable, really. Yeah, yeah. So somebody's going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think is, is the best way to I, deal with it? The, the solution to North Korea, I mean, I, I don't think there is any real solution unless uh, you just accept that they're a nuclear power now and trying to get them to join a nuclear community, perhaps, and, and, and agree to... Um, not attack people and to not expand their nuclear arsenal. Um, uh, like places like Pakistan, you know, they're, they're crazy kind of nations. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they have nuclear powers and they're, they're, there's a nuclear war that's possible between Pakistan and in India. That hasn't yeah, happened yeah. yet. So. so is China, by the way. They also yeah, have nukes. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I don't know if... Uh, I think maybe Trump is going to give South Korea and Japan a bunch of nuclear weapons. So <laughs> you just have like a nuclear race yeah. in the Southeast Asia. I mean, what, what can you do? Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Japanese politics a little bit later. And uh, one thing people have to understand here is that Japan is trying to change its constitution in order to allow... Well, they, first of all, Japan has an army right now. Yeah. So they're called the peacekeepers. Hmm. Having a full-scale offensive army, I, I don't really know what the difference is between defense and offense. I mean, <laughs> you're probably still using the same equipment right. and, and you right. still have tanks and you still have um, planes and whatnot. Jets but and Germany has an army, so... Germany has, has an army. I mean, uh, <laughs> they haven't invaded anybody since 45, I think. No, they've been really well behaved since yeah. then. We're going to start with genocide. Well, that's part of the Bible all the time. Then we're going to talk about talking animals. And then we're going to finish off with female subjugation, which is, again, uh, if you really want to, in a nutshell, explain the Bible to people, yeah. this is it. Yeah. Genocide, talking animals, subjugation of women. And... Yeah, you know, that, that, that covers everything, I think, yeah. <laughs> but the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have given him into your hand, and all his people and his land. And you shall do to him as you did to Shihon, king of the Amorites, who lived at Hezbon. So they defeated him and his sons and all the people until he had no survivors left, and they possessed his land. It's so cavalier in yeah, a way yeah. uh, when you talk about uh, the murder of him and his sons yeah. and all of his people I mean that's uh, that's a scorched earth policy not only will I defeat you but I will defeat your lineage mm -hmm. and all of his people is his army or his citizens as well you know that an army will never fight to the last man yeah it never happens yeah uh, an army will lose maybe like 30% of people and then what happens is that panic sets in and they run away. Mm. There is no way that you can, unless you literally purposely hunt every single person down after the battle, there's no way it's, it's real. So No, no. Uh, uh, you know, you're surrounding, you're rounding up people on the battlefield and yeah. ex executing them. This reminds me of kind of like the way ISIS operates. Mm. Um, they will, um, if you if you retreat, you will be executed right you have to fight to the death yeah and I think that this sort of um, this act has two two different meanings it kind of makes your your opponents wanting to fight to the death mm. but it's also about this keeping the 
bloodlines pure. Ju Jewish, um, yeah, yeah. Jewish uh, philosophy is about uh, the Jewish people being the the children of the kings, and their 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 bloodline is from God. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, this this kind of gen genocide, this sort of ethnic cleansing, mm. is is a, is a, goes hand in hand with uh, their philosophy of a superior race. It's, it's similar to uh, white supremacy. Yeah, they, yeah. they they believe that they have. Uh, uh, pure blood mm -hmm. and that all other blood types are, are uh, inferior and, and and you see the result of this in in the oh, holocaust yeah. you, you saw uh, people who thought that when when you when you uh, delineate a, a, a low caste of people you have genocide this is god this is a supreme yeah, creature he exactly. has supposedly all the power in the world why does he need to pe put people through the fights. Any war at all. Can't he just remove the enemies Certainly. magically or like the, the earth swallows people up? I think we covered that in Leviticus or something. So that happened. Well, that happened in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Even, not in real life. <laughs> even, even in this fantasy uh, fiction, that, 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 uh, it's canon that, that God is able, able to, to perform those acts. Mm. But um, this is, yeah, this is real Bronze Age mentality to, to sort of think of God and higher states of being as a sort of petty tribalism mm. where where one side wins over another side it's very very small small uh, way of thinking very very bronze age mentality yeah, yeah. it's you can see warlords. the fingerprints warlords fighting each other this yeah. this has the the fingerprints of the authors all over it and and it's these kind of passages that really show you what the bible really is mm. it is written by uh, smart people, but mm. living in the Bronze Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Well, that's violence right there. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. I wonder, like, how that happens. This particular version of the Bible that I have is in two two pages, and each page has two uh, columns of text. I love to show this page to religious people mm. because on one side you have genocide and on the other part you have talking animals. Yes. So yeah. when it's not convenient for them, it's a metaphor. Yes, yeah. I love, you know, I, I have a visual arts background, so I love, you know, art and I love uh, poetry and, and, and free expression. And so um, mythology for me is really interesting, psychologically interesting and, and, and narratively uh, if this is all like a type of poetry, but as you say, just on, on the very the page before that, you have like some strange uh, verbal history categorizing and listing of um, war crimes essentially, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and these barbaric uh, practices, and and we'll see later on some un unethical uh, laws and stuff, mm -hmm. all mixed together with this sort of strange, bizarre, uh, odd poetry, and um, the concoction is 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 bizarre to, mm. to say the least especially in this in this layout where, where you see them side by side you know you can talk about the archaeology of the of the bible and the history of the bible and people have tried to sort of match up plates mm -hmm. places and dates and, and none of it's really sort of uh, shakes out so this is a very skewed history if uh, from one tribe against an, another history uh, of, of of the region because right. i imagine in the region people like the canaanites and all that sort of stuff were just wiped out. They were, they yeah, were just yeah, yeah. Um, annihilated by, by these people. The, the and they probably have their own tales exactly. and their own culture and exactly. that just got appropriated yeah. into this one thing called the Bible. A lot of these stories maybe 
things like the talking donkeys mm. was borrowed from, from, from an, uh, another culture and, and yeah, stuff like that. Like the, the Noah's flood is borrowed from the epics of Gilgamesh. Exactly, so exactly. You know, there you go. And, uh, you know, they, they pinched stuff from the Egyptians and things oh, like yeah. that. So, but uh, when, when, you, when you look at the Bible as, as a mythology, it totally makes sense that the region and the history, it has roots, it has a, an evolution, everything makes sense. It makes mm. perfect sense of how this text evolves. What doesn't make sense is that this is the literal word of God and this is mm. literally true. That is bizarre and a crazy anomaly. There are no such thing as talking donkeys. Yeah, snakes. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and so, you know, I've had plenty of arguments with people who are biblical literalists. And the only explanation that makes any sense whatsoever is that this is a mythological text crafted over hundreds of years. Mm. Mm. That's the only explanation. And... Uh, uh, yeah, passages like this highlight that. But pe these people aren't working on, on a rational level. They're working on a very emotional and psychological level. Yeah, And sure. so you can't, it's very, very difficult to reason these people out of their, their beliefs. Next page lists a bunch of offerings. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the Sabbath offerings, you got the monthly offerings, so it's not enough. You got the Passover offerings, you got the Feast of Weeks, you got the Feast of Trumpets, you got the Feast of Booths. Oh my God, it goes on and on. Here it says, uh, on the fourth day, 10 bulls, two rams, 14 male lambs, a year old, without blemish. It's extremely detailed yeah, here. Yeah. But like you said, on the previous page, the battle is, yeah. is just this two lines. Two lines. <laughs> that's all. So-and-so defeated so-and-so. So yeah. That's it. If I was a god, I would want all of my followers to, <laughs> to always be bringing me stuff just as a, as a sort of... It, it makes God seem crazy and egotistic. Mm. Like, he, he draws up these weird wish lists and say, <laughs> I want 11 donkeys <laughs> and 15 um, turtles and, mm. you know, like, do all these strange, bizarre, uh, uh, complete these strange laundry lists just for my own satisfaction, for my own... Just because I want to, I want to know. I don't need them. Yeah, I can make them, but I want to know how much you love me. I want right, to know how right, much right. you uh, uh, are really thinking about me. Because you know, even though I can see into your heart and read your mind. Yeah. If a woman vows to the Lord and binds herself by a pledge, while within her father's house in her youth, and her father hears of her vow and of her pledge, by which she has bound herself, and says nothing to her, then all her vows shall stand and every pledge by which she has bound herself shall stand. But if her father opposes her on that day that he hears of it, no vows of hers, no pledge by which she has bound herself shall stand, and the Lord will forgive her because her father opposed her. Like you said, patriarchal mm. uh, view of society. Um, again, it has to happen in the father's house, yep. wink, wink. Yep. And if, if the father opposes her, then... It's void, yep. and yet no mention of the mother whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the mother's voice carries no weight. We were saying before about uh, the fingerprints of, of the Bible. This is another tell. When men congregate together and come up with systems of oppression, they, they invent systems of oppression that favor themselves. And yes. this is a clear example of, of uh, enshrining male power. The household is, is the microcosm of society and, and the, the father as the head and the, and the, the uh, ultimate power right. of society. That's how it was, right. Yeah. And it was that, like that for a very long time. Mm. And now we're seeing to see a shift in that. You see more and more women head of, uh, heads of household. Yeah. And, 
and in political power and, and yeah. but we, you know you're seeing recently this, the, the news about all this sexual misconduct in, in the news you, you see these uh, places like Hollywood and and in Congress and in the church where male uh, male-centric, male-dominated spaces become toxic mm. and they, they become places of abuse and of uh, where crimes are committed and, and, and are swept under the rug. And so, you know, it's still going on. Yep. It's taking a long process of trying to introduce women into pieces, more places of power, where, where more places where, like, say, places like Congress or, or the Senate should be, there should be more of a balance, less, less of these white old men. I think Ron Moore, right? Roy Moore, Roy Moore. Roy, Roy, Roy Moore, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then there was Kevin Spacey's story, there were other stories. So there's two, uh, one point especially I want to make here is <coughs> people say, well, why do the stories come out now? And why does it take people so long to come out now? Well, uh, the reason is because in our society, and that's very unfortunate, but that's the way it is, mm. if a woman comes out and says, I was raped, she will be ashamed for that. A lot of women don't want to go through mm. that, so they just stay quiet. Yeah. Or in India, I saw, I saw this crazy story. I think I shared it um, a, a few months ago. So what happened was there, there was a, a young kid, a boy, of course, who raped somebody in, in that village. Mm. So uh, what's the logical there connection? What's going to happen? He's going to go to jail probably. He's gonna, his family is going to get a fine or something. No. What do they do? They instead, so he had a sister mm -hmm. and the, the village elder. Yeah, we still have those these days in the 21st century. He ordered that the village raped her as a revenge. <laughs> the village? Yeah. Oh my God. Your brother does something stupid. Yeah. Then the whole village rapes yeah, you. Yeah, and he doesn't get any punishment whatsoever. My God. I'm not sure if that's true, though, uh, but it was a picture of the, the uh, Women's Rights Council in some kind of uh, Muslim country, like yep. Saudi Arabia, probably. Yeah, do you think there are any women on that panel? No, no. <laughs> it's exactly the... Zero. <laughs> exactly the same in America where they, where, they, where they decide on the abortion rights, and it's mm. just all always white men. Always men, yeah, yeah. If her husband makes them null and void on the day that he hears them, then whatever proceeds out of her lips concerning her vows or concerning her pledge or herself shall not stand. Her husband has made them void. Mm. Well, that just kind of carries on from what we said about the father. Exactly, yeah. So that's the, the lineage of, 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 yeah. of oppression and how these systems uh, perpetuate themselves. I guess that's why it's interesting that the, the husband, the, the father, mm. has a choice over the husband. Mm -hmm. So he's essentially choosing who is the next, who is my successor mm -hmm. in the political system. And the proof is everywhere at the moment. Like every, every five minutes is a new scandal and a new story. Sure. Matt Lara of, of the Today yes. Show had a secret button on his desk to lock, to lock his door. When right. people come in, he had a button here to lock, to lock the door people in and he would sexually harass them and, and molest them. Right. And he, he did that for 20 years. Yeah. That's a, that's a male-dominated society, a, a male system yeah. with no checks and balances. Some things are easy to change. You just have to have a, a very strong will for that. Uh, we could, in America, for example, have decided well before the election that, hey, uh, you know what? Um, when November comes, we're going to all vote for Bernie Sanders. Let's decide that right now. Mm, let's, mm, not, mm. let's not deal with the fuckery that's going to follow for the, for the year of the primaries and all of that mm. nonsense, spending millions and millions of dollars on stupid ads on TV and mm. radio, 
you know, you have to go to a town hall meeting, you have to pay for electricity of that. There, there's a whole bunch of expenses associated with that. The whole that. economy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a microeconomy. <laughs> uh, we could have decided that, but no. Mm. Uh, as far as I can see, humanity is absolutely incapable of sharp turns. Mm. It's always a very slow process. But when it is a sharp turn, it's most often violent. Mm. Mm. Like was the case with, with Hitler, like was the case with Mao, mm. when he murdered millions of people mm. that were just opposed to his mm. system. Mm. Not even belief, but just the, the political system. Yeah, A lot of people from the left are always talking about revolution and political social revolution, but... Generally, if you look at history, the people who, had, who uh, capitalize on revolution tend to be people from the right and the, the mm. very far right. And uh, the rich. When I said before on my page that I think churches should be taxed, there are always some people who immediately attack me and they say, well, no, you can't do that because then they're going to be directly influenced politics. But they already are. That's what yep. you don't understand. Mm. They already are. I just shared an article by that sleazeball Ted Haggard yeah. Uh, he was the uh, 25th more, most influential person right. uh, during like 2012 or tw 2008, I can't remember mm. the year. This is already happening. Mm. He mm. is a political, mm. fi uh, a, a religious figure mm. directly motivating his flock mm. to vote a certain way. Mm. Mm. So, and, and he's not getting taxed for that. Mm. So it's like a win-win for him. These religious institutions are going to be popping up everywhere mm. and they're going to be a way to p for people to launder money. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a nest of corruption, but also the political influence that religion will have in America will change that country. I mean, yeah. it'll be a, a radical uh, revolution towards right-wing Christianity. And, um, you know, I, I just think it will be, this is going to be catastrophic for, it's, it's already pretty bad. People like Roy <laughs> Moore, you know, you know he, he got fired from being a judge for yeah. the Ten Commandments, not refusing to remove yeah, yeah, the Ten yeah, yeah. Commandments. Th th these guys are outlaws. They're, they don't care about the rules. and they're, they're completely moral. Obviously, sexually molesting children is outside of the bounds of norm normalcy. Yeah. And they're about to be given uh, free reign for political influence in yeah. America. If he gets, if if he gets, he gets if elected, he gets in, yeah. that's going to say a lot about the people's character in that state. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's if you have a choice between a pedophile and a Democrat, then they choose the pedophile. <laughs> right. <laughs> better, better that than a Democrat, which, which you know lets you know what they think about Democrats. Yeah, it's mean, insane. Because the other guy, Doug Jones, he is a Christian too. You know, like, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Avenge the people of Israel on the Midianites." Oh, yeah, I'm not sure how to read that. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, you shall be gathered to your people. So Moses spoke to the people, saying. Are men from among you for the war, that they may go against the Midian to execute the Lord's vengeance on Midian? Different tribe, yeah, but different tribe. same concept, same philosophy, same same sort of Bronze Age philo uh, way of thinking. I, I always think it's funny when God needs people to enact His will on mm. Earth. You see this with ISIS now. So we're we're gonna you know defeat America for God, and, and it's sort of like you know how. How strong is your God? How strong is Allah if you need, if you, if he needs ISIS to defeat America? I mean, yeah. I think that right-wing Christians in America have a stronger logical case to sort of say God is on their side because they are the largest economy and the, mm. the, the biggest, biggest uh, military force on, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the planet. But 
Yeah, if you're in ISIS, I, I don't know what you're telling yourself. A bunch of refugees flooded into Germany and other countries too. But what happened, of course, is that some ISIS members mm. slipped in there as yeah, well. Course, yeah. So that, that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if I was ISIS, that's, that would be absolutely what I would do. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a great back, back door. But, you know, it, does that mean that you ignore all refu refugees? I mean, it's just, that's just not, um, that's not very humane or sensible. No. There's a question here that Moses asks, have you let all the women live? It's such a strange thing to, to ask. To ask. Uh, yeah, by the way, you know, <laughs> just asking. Now, therefore, kill every male among the little ones and kill every woman who has known man by lying with him. But all the young girls who have not known man by lying with him, keep alive for yourselves. Keep the young girls. It's to fuck, okay? Yeah. So that's disgusting. And also, how do you check if a woman, uh, especially if you come from another tribe, there's no TV back then, no radio. You don't know those people. This is the first time you enter their, their city or whatever. So how do you know this woman or this woman is a, mm. is a virgin or not? Mm. We know even today that you can't tell the difference unless the woman admits. Yeah, or you're a doctor and you can examine their hymen or something. But right. And it breaks on its own, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's the bottom line. That's not so proof. You, you can't tell just by that. So I like this guy because he goes out to people, but there's two two important points here first he goes to tokyo and yep. so it's a big difference when you talk to people in a big metropolis and some kind of farm uh rural area yeah. area right so that's already one and the other thing he's only asking a few people so you can't generalize from that tiny sample really I mean what mm. is like six or mm. eight people mm. in Tokyo mm. the mm. city ha that has 20 million people yeah, yeah, okay yeah. and also all of them are young mm. again so their opinions are going to be very different mm. probably mm. from older older generation mm. so mm. just bear that in mind as you watch this video since 2016 the voting age in Japan is 18 and since there's a general election coming up this month, I asked young people if they are interested in politics. I think we both agree that we were both not interested in politics at the age of 18 or 19. No, no, no. I, you know, I grew up in, you know, Adelaide, which is a very small town in Australia. So Australian politics is boring at the best, <coughs> at the best of times. But uh, yeah, no, no, I wasn't thinking about politics when I was a teenager. That's for sure. So that's a, let, let's just say that's a common thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one guy, he said it's, it's difficult. And I agree. Politics... When you actually dig into it, yep. deep into it, it's really complicated mm. and the bills are hundreds and hundreds of pages. Like the, the, the tax bill they just had in America was, I think, nearly 500 pages. Yeah. And they didn't even have time to read all of that. No. So, but what I disagree, though, is, is this young guy, uh, he says, I feel it doesn't have anything to do with me. Well, that, that's just a fallacy right there. Yeah, yeah. You would perhaps uh, like to live in a world with no responsibility and, mm. and just in your kind of bubble. But mm. unfortunately, we live in a society where you have to interact with other people. Politics, though, uh, whether you like it or not, it decides our lives. If there was a war with North Korea, then that would certainly affect him <laughs> a lot yes. dramatically. I mean, he is 
you know, like I say, if, if he's very, very young, then he's probably is living in a bubble created by his parents, mm-hmm, where where mm-hmm. he does feel like he's not. Uh, things don't affect him, and he's not responsible for certain things. But um, you quickly grow out of that uh, f- mentality. I, I, I sp- I've spoken to some younger people, and um, they uh, uh, don't really understand political ramifications, even in small things like uh, purchasing the things that you buy every day, or, uh, the companies that you support financially. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, all this minutia—it's all politics. Uh, politics is. Uh, it's 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 in it's in everything. It's in social media and and uh, uh, in your day to day life that yeah. you wouldn't know you wouldn't notice necessarily think about. Probably give give this kid a, like maybe another ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll start to form some opinions. In my teens, I was not the the, the sharpest tool in the shed at, at all. I, mm. I wish I were a little bit better. I wish I were more interested in certain topics. So, do you think? Uh, what I'm trying to say is that do you think? Younger people should kind of grow up a little bit earlier these days. Yeah, I mean, maybe it probably has something to do with the education system. Maybe they should have politics education, maybe even in high school or something mm. like that. So not necessarily just just sort of get the gears rolling mm. in their head, so they're starting to think of thinking about these sort of things. I should know more, but mm. I always like those people who say that sentence. Well, yeah. I, I'm against pedophilia, but <laughs> oh, you know there's trouble coming yeah, right yeah. in the next sentence there. And also this guy, again, referring to YouTube videos. Well, if you talk to a flat earther, uh, he also watches a lot of vi- YouTube videos. So what? <laughs> which, which YouTube videos are you watching? I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That, that makes a huge difference. This one time, the, their top story was this, this car that crashed into a post in some remote village. Yeah, yeah. What, that's it? That's the best you got. Mm. There's like literally nothing else going on. This was the only car crash that day? Mm. Maybe large issues like the retirement of the uh, emperor or like we were saying before about the, the change in the constitution to become mm-hmm. a more aggressive army but basic day-to-day stuff is not talked about so, so much as long as you work a certain amount of hours every day uh, you don't have time mm. later to, to go back and, and stuff like that in Japan people work a lot of overtime hours mm-hmm. so they sometimes start very early and come back really mm. late in the evening do you really think that this guy or this woman is gonna i don't know read some research after 12 hours at work no it's uh, just no. not gonna happen i think that's and that's sort of like by design maybe like mm. i think it's a really negative aspect of a society where l- leisure time for the citizens is really really important for for, for yes. these reasons uh, uh, in a functioning democracy you need to have opinions about the politics you have to be an informed voter mm-hmm. that, that's a part of being a, a democracy so having a system where you just work your 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 citizens into the ground and they have no free time to think for themselves that's a that's a very nefarious kind of oppression I think. <laughs> There are seven main parties and there are four, well, really, 
really tiny parties, let's say. They don't even have representatives, actually. <laughs> but right. they're listed as parties. So, okay, like uh, roughly in total, you got 11 parties. And of course, the leader right now is the LDP party. Interesting thing about Japan, though, is that the, um, the Democratic Party here is the one that's vilified the most. Right. And they're the ones who did the bad stuff for decades. There's also a large communist influence in in Japan that yeah. comes from China. Right, and so right. there's a lot of uh, like suspicion here and mm. there's also religious cults here with mm. a lot of influence. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting bag when, when you start to look into it. Um, uh, everyone kind of looks like the same, but when, when you start to research it, there is, there's a lot going on in, in politics. Uh, I think Japan had a very strong left-wing mm. uh, government in the 60s and 70s and stuff like that, but recently it, it started to trend towards more conservative policies and politics yeah. you know and you know with some that, that, that causes tension in the region obviously because people like Abe will go to certain shrines that where war criminals are, are buried mm. so in America you know when you go to the supermarket you have maybe 25 choices of cereal uh, you want to buy a shirt or a coat you have uh, 30 40 50 different kinds of jackets but yet for some reason when it comes to the political system we're just fine with two, mm. which really are one in America mm. because both are owned by the same corporations. Mm. And the, the difference is not so much in their policies, but in the degree of their craziness. Mm. One party is just batshit insane mm. and the other party is less insane, mm. but still controlled by the same interests. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in the 2016 election, if it had been a choice between Jed Bush and, and um, Hillary Clinton, mm. I mean, what's the difference between those two politicians? Mm. They're basically the same. And I think that that's why these outliers like Trump and Bernie Sanders became more popular in that because people just were just sick of voting for the same politicians all the time. In Australia, it's compulsory to vote. You get fined if you don't go, if you don't go to the voting booths. Mm. But still, so there's a high turnout. There's a high percentage of people, like 90-odd percent of the people vote. But there's still, there is a still sort of, People don't want to vote, or, or yeah. people are or probably because they're they're forced to. Yeah. But um, I think it's really good that that these these kids, even though they're not so interested in politics, they still feel responsible. Our responsibility to go vote. Again, what news are we watching? Because mm. in America, if you're watching Fox News mm. um, or MSNBC, for that matter, because both are really propaganda tanks mm. at this point. Uh, you're not going to get the real story. We talked about on, uh, that on the last show. Mm. I asked Jeremy, how do you know these days what's true or not? Mm. Because we're swamped with information. In this day and age, you can choose your own reality. So politics and po political information isn't about institutions trying to influence your, your, your opinion. They're, they're offering you a smorgasbord of, 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 of things and you can choose which ones you decide to believe. And mm. There's a lot of you know, places like Breitbart and some far right organizations out there on the on the internet, who, who or like Alex Jones, mm -hmm. who just peddle in bizarre conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. But people just decide what they're going to believe. If you can provide facts to contradict this, it doesn't really matter because your facts are tainted. Your facts come from M MSNBC. My facts comes from. Alex Jones. Sure. So I, I, I've just made that decision to, to believe that person and I'm going to stubbornly believe that. Yeah, yeah. And that's how people, that's how informed voters 
operate in this modern era. It's 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 heading towards a disaster. I There's think. this uh, famous uh, girl band, the AKB48. Hmm. Uh, it's a band of 48 hmm. girls, young girls. Yeah. Uh, they're all singing, and it's in my opinion, it's, I really hate that kind of music anyway. But they had the, they had a music clip a while ago where they dressed up in a in a kind of almost Nazi-looking uniform. Mm -hmm. So of course that was outrageous mm. for the people here. Mm. I understand, you know, the, these girls, they are not intelligent, probably. Mm. I understand that they would wear this uniform without questioning, mm. but the people who made that video, they knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, otaku culture. Like, it's the mm. same thing that's happening in America. Steve Bannon realized that these disgruntled online men, young men playing video games, lonely, uh, have... Uh, aggressive or negative attitudes towards women mm. can be cultivated in, into into a political movement or political force. These are guys in Tokyo who drive around in those uh, black trucks. You might have seen yeah, them yeah. because you work there. Yeah. And they just basically shout racial slurs. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and the funny thing is, they're not even racially Japanese, these guys mm. who are doing it. They're like Koreans or something. Yeah anti-Korean protests as oh, well because yes. like I, I where I work near Koreatown in Okubo and sometimes you'll see protests there and, and they'll just drive up in front of Korean establishments Korean restaurants or businesses and just with the loudspeakers just abuse the, mm -hmm. the Korean owners it's um it's intense but these people have rallies it's like less than 100 people mm -hmm. I mean they're, they're they're a big voice but they're a small presence <laughs> <laughs> For her, it, it's all a joke. Hmm. It, it's not serious at all. Hmm. Uh, she laughs about everything like an idiot. Um, I lived in the Philippines and I saw people treat politics this way there. Hmm. For them, it's a joke. That's hmm. why there is Mani Pacquiao in government, hmm. who's hmm. a fucking boxer. Mm. who's a religious right. yeah. nutbag, yeah. Yeah, who guy. thinks gay people yeah. are inferior. Yeah. Why is he even in that position of power? <clears throat> because of people like that who just think it's a joke. Yeah. It, will, hey, it will be funny to have mm. that guy mm. in the government. And then guess what? He wins because yeah. a lot of people have the same mentality. And then the country's screwed. Mm. There's other examples of famous actors there who, again, have no experience in politics, who have gained position of that, power. Uh, Duterte? How, how do you say his name? Duterte. Duterte? Duterte? Yeah. yeah, that guy, he's like overseas, he's ca ca uh, characterized as a nutbag mm. and a, a psychopath <laughs> and, a, yes, and a murderer. Yes. Yeah. But in, in, in the Philippines, he's incredibly popular. Yes. He has insane po popularity uh, numbers. These people who are commenting on Filipino politics, do, do they really, I mean, have they lived in the Philippines ever? And do, do they actually know anybody else than the president right now? Or do they just read some article on CNN, which, by the way, is extremely biased, just like MSNBC, just like Fox News. All of them will give you a version of story. I call it selective outrage mm. because they create those stories for five minutes and the people get riled up for those five minutes and then because the attention span is so short these days they need another story to jump mm. to so they jump to another story which makes them outraged mm. so kevin spacey was like the main news for five minutes and after that whoop to the side let's yeah. talk about some other story we want you to get angry about in my opinion i will say i don't know because i don't know duterte i don't know really what's going there mm. 
I don't follow the news. Mm. If the majority of locals support him, mm. well, there must be a disconnect right there then between the Western media Absolutely. and what happens in the Philippines. Absolutely. <laughs> the system of government that they have in North Korea, it, you need an enemy, you need an mm. outside force to, to, to regulate the, the power in, inside the country. It's very difficult for... for North Korea to create a solution, a, a real solution, uh, because then that, that will sort of invalidate their their revolution and, and the hardships that they go through because they're trying to keep the wolves at bay, mm. so, so to speak. So you can talk, of course you can talk to North Korea, but, um, you know, realistically, you know, there's, there's not going to be any uh, long-term solution made. He's very young and he's already thinking about his pension. Mm. I, I mean, I'm uh, in my mid-30s and even I don't really think about the pension still. No, not me either. Uh, but that guy is much younger than me and yet that seems to me the only concern that he brought up so far anyway. Mm -hmm. The guy before that was talking about uh, jobs after he leaves yeah. school and stuff like that. So th these are people just, things that, that they affect them and that they care about. I, I agree, it's kind of a bit early to be worrying <laughs> about the pension. Uh, you know, North Korea is more of, <laughs> there's not going to be any pension if there's a nuclear war. You know? This is interesting <coughs> to me uh, that he even talks about that. It means that your society is in this kind of very uh, steady phase so that you can actually plan mm, mm, mm. 50, 60 years ahead in mm. the future. People did that. Mm. People did that in the 60s and the 70s. Mm. But people can't afford to do that these days at all. No, no, even like my, perhaps my mother's generation, um, she, she, she was able to do that, plan her life out, now is living her retirement to her, according to her plan. But I can't imagine... I don't, I don't plan that far ahead, yeah. five years ahead, mm. maybe, or... The people in this video talk about the status quo and things not changing and things being more settled. I think that even if you're not... Uh, ethical or moral politician you can get away with a lot just by providing a sense of stability and calm yeah and people will just naturally gravitate to it especially people who don't follow the news oh he seems to be doing it seems, everything seems to be okay i'll just i'll just vote for him and and you can sort of gather popularity that way just by providing a status quo yeah he could be gassing people for we you know but yeah. like like if, if if he just keeps things on the on the steady like maybe People in Hitler's Germany thought that, you know, like before the economy was up and down, but now we seem to be doing pretty well. So, That's right, know. yeah. So I'll just leave it, leave it up to Hitler. He, he seems to be doing it all right. Yeah, maybe. That, I mean, that's very possible. <笑>まあ、<笑> 
政治家の人数を減らしてほしいその分で僕たちの税金結構持って帰っちゃう面あるあるとは思うんですけどやっぱりなんか戦争とかそういうのだけは起こしてほしくないなと思いますなんとかして。A lot of issues these days about gay rights or, or、mm. like, you know, religious freedoms, immigration pay bans. Pay equality, sure. Pay, yeah. pay equality, yeah, like、uh, for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these things don't affect me. I'm not a Muslim. I'm not, yeah. You know, I'm not gay or, or a woman. But that, that next step in political thinking, where, you, where you're not just thinking about your own. A lot of these people are like, well, so long as I have a nice life, a long, peaceful life, I don't、mm. really care so much. Yeah. And.、Uh, It's a little bit short sighted. It's interesting to be in Tokyo right now. I sort of feel like my fate is, is hanging in the balance、right. between Kim Jong un and Donald Trump. Right. I've got to rely on these two numbskulls to、mm. make, make a good decision. While many expected the low favorability ratings of the two candidates and the divisiveness of this election year to keep young voters home, 2016 saw similar rates of young adult turnout as 2012. On election day, Hillary Clinton won the youth vote, 55%, while Donald Trump only gathered the support of 37% of the millennial electorate. Comparatively, in 2012, young adults voted for Barack Obama over Mitt Romney by about the same, same percentage, actually. But it seems like maybe. In America, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're quite a political, politically minded population. I know that in certain places, like uh, uh, in, in the rural, more rural areas, you have like the, the religious colleges mm, mm. and they have the young conservative movement. So they probably have an infrastructure there that's being funded by billionaires to sort、mm. of recruit the next generation of, of political voters. Possibly. Just like with religion, right? I mean, you're born <coughs> into a religion, it's hard to get out of it. Exactly. And、yeah. here they're born into this political system.、Yeah. The interesting graph here it shows the level of trust among millennials by race and ethnicity. And the only one I'm interested in here right now, especially, is the major news media. So you'll notice that among the white people, only 17% uh, trust the media. Uh, from the African American, 18%, Latino, 20%. Nobody trusts、mm. the mass media,、no. yet everybody loves to quote from, from CNN immediately once you start some debate or、uh, they try, where do they find their numbers from?、Mm. They find it from these organizations. So it's、mm. funny, they don't trust them and yet they will quote them.、Mm. On that、mm. graph, that's some, some of the lowest numbers on there. Like, At best, 20% of the population believes that the, the news media,、mm. you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's one of the pillars of a democracy, of a healthy democracy, is to have a free and open news outlets yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that can report on, on things. That, that, that's, how you, that's how the voter gets their information. And if the vo- there's a disconnect between the messenger and, and the rec- receiver, then there's something broken in your democracy. Places like CNN. They want the clicks, so it's all clickbaity nonsense now, and like you said, outrage porn and, and war.、Uh, CNN loves to promote war. Yeah, How yeah. many articles I saw? <coughs> hey, let's talk about this missile.、Hmm. They, they got their、What? big break on the first Gulf War, that's when they, they got really big.、Um, and they, they probably saw those numbers, and it's like, you know, war's good for business.、Uh, industrial military complex budget. Yeah. yeah, Trump just boosted it by 80 billion dollars. Boosted it, we can't afford healthcare. Yeah, healthcare's off the table, but、um, yeah, you know, the media is a, this big sort of 
fuzzy word. It, mm. it just covers a lot of things. So if you sort of say, do you trust Fox News? I mean, you know, as, as a sort of a more of a left-leaning person, I would, of course, I would be skeptical of places like Fox News or RT or, mm. or places like that, that that might seem more, more mainstream. Uh, so that might affect the numbers too. People trust their news outlets they but they don't trust the other news outlets if you enjoy our show then please support it on patreon and there we have a shop also so please get shirts and mugs and pillow covers and all of that anyway so from both of us uh i know it's a bit early but advanced merry christmas and happy christmas. new year